Hello, my sweet friend, it's Christina, and welcome to a new episode of the Art K Coach Podcast. Hello, my sweet friends, welcome to the Art Cake Coach Podcast. My name is Christina Revalo. I'm a sugar paste modeling artist, a teacher, a coach for cake artists, cake friends, day creative community manager, award winning cake decorator, and representative of international cake competitions. I'm so happy to have you here. If you are a cake artist, a cake enthusiast, or a baker who is seeking some help in anything related to your time management, social media management, setting your goals for yourself or your business, your mindset towards your business, or even a few hints of how to be part of the international cake community, cake collaboration, and cake competitions, you are in the right place. So welcome to today's episode. Well, hello, my sweet friends. How are you today? Welcome to the first day of August and welcome to this episode of the Art Cake Coach Podcast. Christina here. I have something to say to you, and it's funny because I forgot about it until today when I saw the calendar. Today is my 16th, sweet 16th cake anniversary. That means that 16 years ago, I finished my course on cake decorating, and I did my first cake for a customer, my first uh, sugar paste decorated cake for customers. So I always celebrate this. This cake was very special. It was for uh, my aunt, which is her birthday today. Happy birthday. And um, it was the first one I made. Still a very special cake for me. I'm going to share this cake today in my social media platforms. And uh, yeah, I cannot believe it's been 16 years and how much I have changed. My business have change and growth, how much, uh, how many people it has touched. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy, but, uh, happy birthday to me and let's just celebrate together with this episode today. This episode today, it's all about marketing. Uh, I'm going to talk about marketing, uh, some marketing tips and techniques I'm very curious about marketing nowadays, especially marketing on social media and online, because my business now is mainly online. It has always been, but now even more. So I decided to take a course on, um, on social media marketing, on, mar on marketing in general, but not more dedicated to social media. And what I want to do is I want to share with you this month as much information as I can to help you also become involved in the marketing of your products online, but of course, always tailored for cake artists. Uh, social media is a window. It's nowadays one of the windows of our business. And if we don't have a strategy, if we don't know what we're doing, we're probably not going to get any results. If we don't get any results, we get frustrated and we think it's our fault and it's not our fault. We just need a little bit of structure. Today's episode is very broad, very general, is going to have an overview on marketing. And as the month goes, I'm going to go deeper in some of the points. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I cannot believe I've been doing this for 16 years. I hope I can be 60 more and I hope that you can be there with me to celebrate. So enjoy today's episode. This one is for you. 
like I said, my friends, welcome to today's episode. Today is all about marketing techniques. I'm going to try to specifically tailor today's episode to cake artists and cake decorators. When we talk about something that we love, when we talk passionately about anything that we care for, um, it could be a product, it could be a person, it could be a movie, it could be a situation, it could be a book. If we recommend it to a friend, if we talk about their features and how good it is and uh, we keep sharing it with our friends because we want everybody to know about it. That's what marketing is, is actually putting the word out that there is this product in the market for a specific audience to see, to enjoy and to buy. When you look at marketing like like that, you realize that you've been marketing all your life. We market ourselves every single day. We market everything that we do. We do it, I mean, we we even do it unconsciously when we share with our friends about something that we love. Could be a book, could be a movie, could be anything. Marketing our cake business is not different. And sometimes I see a lot of cake artists in this cake community just throwing pictures of their cakes out there and hoping for somebody to see them. And that's not what marketing is. Marketing is a conversation. Marketing is putting the message for the right people to listen it, to to find it, to find your product. And sometimes we want to be so broad in our cake business. I mentioned this before in other episodes. When we start out, we want to do everything. We want to do cakes, cookies, macaroons, uh, cupcakes, uh, sugar paste money. We want to do everything because we don't want to miss out. But sometimes we're so broad that we're actually not targeting or marketing our products correctly. That's why I wanted to bring to you this month a few tips and ideas on how to market effectively for your specific product. It's important, and I cannot highlight it. I mean, I cannot highlight it enough. The importance of effective marketing and building a success cake artistry business people won't buy from you if they don't know who you are and they're not going to know who you are just by randomly finding a picture of your cake that doesn't say anything doesn't lead me anywhere doesn't have a call to action it i don't know where you're from i don't know what language you speak it's just another cake so there's a lot of things to take into consideration with tailoring marketing for your cakes and that's what today's episode is about come and follow me today Um, right now we're going to hear from one of our sponsors but when we come back i'm going to start with the first tip on marketing for your cake business which is well this is actually for any kind of marketing but today's especially for my cake friends it's about understanding your target audience and how important that is Like I've said before, in many of the episodes of the RK Coach podcast, and we talked about niche in one of our first episodes of last year, we have talked about ideas to sell. We have talked about many times, but we always come around to the same topic, which is your target audience. And when you niche, you know, you have to know who your target audience is, but it can be a daunting process. And I'm telling you, it's an ongoing process. It's not something that you one day wake up and say, this is my target audience. And you know completely who your target audience is. I'm still tailoring my target audience and it keeps changing. As your product evolves and your business evolves, your target audience is going to 
also evolve and is also going to change. But you first need to identify who you are selling to. Identifying and understanding the target audience is of the utmost significance for any business, but as cake artists, why? Because there are many cake artists out there and there are many cakes out there. And we tend to confuse that our audience is all the same and it's not. If you're targeting brides, it's because you're doing wedding cakes or backwards. If you're doing wedding cakes, you have to target brides. You have to collaborate with um, patty planners. We have to, you have to go maybe collaborate with photographers for weddings. So you have a specific target to talk to, an audience that you want to relate to. If you're making sugar flowers, why not collaborate with people who does wedding cakes? Because probably you're going to sell to those people and even weddings and brides. So depending on your product and what you actually do, and if you do a lot, which most of us do, like I mentioned before, it's okay. It's normal. We've all been there. But with time, you realize that you're spreading yourself too thin and that you're just trying to embrace so much that you're going to end up not doing much of anything at all and not being an expert on a specific topic and known by a specific um, skill that you have, right? So when you identify that target audience and when you know who you are selling to, what happens is that you tailor your marketing message to that specific person. And that what happens is that you reach the right customer. And when I mean the right customer, I'm talking not only if you're doing wedding cakes, oh, I'm reaching to bride. No, you're reaching to the bride that is going to buy your cake that is unique because maybe your cake is more structural or more classical flower vintage cake. So you're going to target the brides that are looking for that specific cake and that can pay your price point specifically. So when I talk about the right customer, it's not only brides because there are many brides. Maybe you do Gothic wedding cakes for high-end customers. It's very specific. So you have to target and reach. Target sounds like, you know, like you're aiming or somebody. No, you have to reach that right customer. Providing tips on how on your, I mean, providing tips on the right customer will, uh, or getting tips about your right customer, better yet, is going to make you market better because you're going to research where that customer is. You're going to identify what they need specifically. You're going to know their preferences. You're going to um, create um, costume marketing for that person. How do you do that? It's very simple. Ask yourself the following question. Research, first of all, who would you like your product to serve? Okay, so that's the first thing you do. First, you have to be, of course, very clear on your product. Let's keep with the wedding cakes. It's not my cup of tea. I don't do wedding cakes, but it's easy for everybody to understand. So let's say you're a wedding cake um, decorator, right? And let's say you have very structural cakes um, no flowers, you know, very clean lines, very structural cakes, high-end customers, right? So you start researching who would like your product. Who are the brides that are looking for these kinds of cakes? 
where do they hang? Where do they talk? Are there forums online? Uh, is there a specific venue that gave these kinds of wedding that people would love my cakes? Then you have to ask, are you comfortable serving these people? Are you comfortable serving to these kinds of brides specifically? If you're com comfortable with them and your product matches, it's great. There you have this the first step to understand your target audience. What I do next and what, what I did next is I created an avatar of the person that I serve. So what I did is I created this persona uh, as a for my business as uh, the RK coach, of course. I created this persona and this persona, her name is Sarah. Sarah is about 32 years old. She has been running her own cake business from home for a couple of years, which has been successful, but now she's finding that a lot of the time that she's dedicating to her business or she's dedicating even more time to her business and to her family. She's tired. She's not managing her time correctly. She's not being productive enough. She's missing out family activities. She's tired all the time. She wants to really um, take the best, um, the best of the time she has to work, organize herself, plan ahead. That is my target audience because that's what I do. I help, help cake artists with time management, with goal setting, with achieving results and with managing comfortably a family life and a working life. So that's my avatar. I created this person. I even I can't even see her, how she looks like, where she lives, what kind of house she she's in, because that all tells me as well how much my customer can pay for my service. Um, so it's not every single cake artist. There are cake artists out there who probably do not need my service. So I'm not going to be targeting them. When you know your avatar, when you know who can benefit from your product and who are you comfortable serving to, then think about their needs. What do they need from me that I can give to you, to them? Okay. What, what is my unique talent that can be of use for them? And you start narrowing down your target audience to a very specific person. When you get very specific, you can even think about their preferences, their language, their location, their age, where do they hang, where they are. So understanding this target audience is a key to understand or to tailor, not to understand, to tailor the message that you're going to give when marketing your product. Like I said, you're not going to give the same message to moms looking for cupcakes, cheap cupcakes for their kid's birthday party than to a bride who's willing to spend a thousand dollars or more for wedding cake because she's you know making the biggest wedding ever is not the same message for the same for for these people they both want cakes but they want different cakes and they have different preferences um, they live different lives so first of all let's recap understand your target audience but don't worry i'm not going to leave you just like that with a very general idea we're going to have in the future, in this month, in the future now, this month, we're going to have another episode specifically on target audience. So don't worry about it. For now, start thinking about that. Who would you like to serve? Who are you comfortable serving? Who does your product match? 
create an avatar from this person for this person or of this person think of what they need and think of every little detail where do they live what language do they speak what do they prefer how much they can pay how old they are all of that so in the next segment we're going to start talking a little bit about branding also, we're going to have another episode about branding, not just today, but we're going to give a very broad um, idea and some tips on how to stand out in marketing your cakes through a very unique brand. Having a brand online or having a strong brand identity is like having your own name. It's like when you're little and your mom gives you your birth name, right? There might be many Christinas out there, but there is not another Christina like me because it's a it's a complete mix of not of not just a name but characteristics, uh, traces, uh, personality, um, and many other things. So a brand is pretty much that, but about your business. It's that unique trace that we can find only in your brand. But it can be difficult to understand uh, right from the start unless you're very clear on what you're doing, unless you're very, very clear on what your mission is, what your purpose is, who your target audience is. It's, it's a working process. You usually don't develop a brand just like that overnight, unless you have help, of course. There is There are professionals that help other professionals build a very strong and specific brand for their business. But if you're doing this by yourself, which I believe you are, if you're listening to this podcast, you are um, not only an entrepreneur, but a solopreneur that is now a thing, uh, like, I, like I am. I'm doing most of the things by myself for my business. So you have to come with an idea of how to define that brand for yourself as a cake artist. I'm going to give you a few tips of how to create that brand and the importance of identifying that brand. It's important why. I mentioned before, and it's funny, I was just re-listening to what I record before. I like to do that just to make sure that everything is okay. And there was a part before that I mentioned how difficult it is to stand out if you just you know, if you just publish a cake online and you hope that people will magically like it and it becomes viral and uh, that is not true. So uh, I was listening as a listener because I do that. I do that. I go back and I check on my episodes as a listener thinking, what could I add? What did, did it sound correct? Was it, uh, was it right? Uh, there's no, you know, inconsistency on what I'm saying. And I thought as a listener, as you guys listening to it, well, what takes for a Kate to stand out on social media or what takes for my brand to stand out on social media? There are many concepts about this. You can find them. I mean, you can even ask ChatGPT about that and you can find them online. But I think there is, um, there is a basic rule of when something stands out by itself on social media or anywhere, think about people you have met, uh, situations you have been in. Think about when we were you know, younger and we didn't have social media and think about social media now, how, how does something stands out? It stands out because it's different, because it's unique, because it's uh, contradictory. It's something that calls your attention because it doesn't make sense, um, because it can be challenging, because it can be um, 
the opposite of what you are expecting. All of that makes something stand out. So I have, I have heard so much other cake artists, especially in Cake Friends State Creative, complaining about how they feel that they're you know just posting and posting and being regular and everything else, but their cake their their work just doesn't stand out. And there comes somebody who does you know just start singing around a cake or doing something that it's for our mind as cake artists is like this doesn't have anything to do what we do and they go viral or you know I, i think one of you mentioned i'm not sure what was it but like there comes somebody you know just pulling their hair on camera and 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 they go viral why because it's something that you don't expect to see because it's something that calls your attention just because you were not expecting it because it does make sense. It stands out because it's absolutely different. I'm not saying that you have to, you know, just dance around your cake or set your cakes on fire to call attention. I mean, maybe it could be, I'm not going to do that. But what I mean with that is when you get to the middle ground where you create that brand or create that image that is you, that people will recognize it as you, and just create a little element of surprise, a little element of something different. And as simple as a before and after, a transformation moment, um, a reel where you show in very simple steps how your cake is made, how you transform raw material into this beautiful cake, the look in your client's face, the surprise, all of that makes a post or a cake stand out on social media. I just wanted to go back to this point we might go deeper on this one because I think it's something we can talk more about maybe in another episode, but going back to branding, branding, it's also, is like I was saying, it's your name. It's your identity as a business and as a cake artist. So what, what elements can we take in consideration in order to build that identity? Of course, it's going to be a logo. Okay. Or some, symbol that represents you could be a signature could be your name could be because a logo can be letters or can be images can be anything a color palette maybe you know me everything is purple i mean and i'm going to go back to the purple and why maybe the typography that you use the kind of stuff letters that you use in your brand and your voice when i mean your voice is what do you say? What do you stand for? And I'm not being—I'm not meaning being an activist. I'm meaning uh, I stand for, um, like I mentioned before, gothic wedding cakes. So all my color palette is going to be dark. The typography is going to be um, cursive because I wanted to make it uh, complicated. You know, I want to make it deep. Um, the design is going to be uh, complex that's that's your voice that's the the voice of your brand or i remember i'm gonna tell you this story when i when i started on the cake business everything was pink all the logos all and, and i think still today a uh, common denominator but everything was like ruffles and pink and flowers and more pink and pink stripes and everything was pink and i just i couldn't is that no, I need my brand to be different because that's not me. I'm not pink stripes with ruffles. That's not me. And that's a good question to ask yourself. Who are you as a person? What resonates with you? And that's why the purple came to be. So I'm not blue. I'm not pink. And I am purple. I love purple. I've always liked it. 
I didn't know I liked it that much, but I, I did like it. It was like the perfect mix of both worlds, you know? Uh, and um, it's a transformation color. It's a color that goes well with black. I love black. I, I love to dress in black and I have my other side of, uh, <laughs> I like to listen to metal music and go to rock concerts. That's, that's another side of me and it's a liberating side of me. So I wanted to incorporate that. I love black. I love that even though I'm very bubbly and very happy and I could dress pink, don't take me wrong, but, uh, there's another essence of me that is not pink stripes and ruffles. So I incorporated the black and the purple. I wanted to make it not about the cake per se, not about um, the, you know, the pink cake and the thing. I wanted to make it more about the art. And it wasn't conscious. That's the funny thing. It wasn't conscious. It wasn't a conscious decision. But looking back, it's like, yeah, because I always wanted to make it related more to the art part of the cake artist or, or or decorating cakes and that helped me grow during all of these years in the many things that I have done but it's always been a constant black purple uh, simple letters because it's it's a brand for me in my head it's it it's what is me even though you can meet me and say no Christina you're all pink and stripes and ruffles but for me that's what resonates with me and the thing is that when it resonates with you you can be consistent because it's your own language if you create a logo if you create a design or a palette or a voice that is not you just because you think that's what's going to like your customers that's what your customers are expecting of you there will come a time that you're not going to be constant with it because it's not you so the best tip that i can give to you is Think about yourself as a brand, not just your business. Think about yourself as a brand. Think about what resonates with you. So that way you can really create consistency and be cohesive as a brand. Don't think of your brand of what everybody else is doing and what your customer wants. When we do what everybody else is doing, we do not stand out. And we go back to the first point. You stand out when you do something different. And uh, each one of us is unique. So what is unique about you? And try to translate that into your brand identity as well. It can change. It doesn't have to be set in stone right from the beginning. It can evolve. Allow yourself that time to evolve as a brand and to evolve as a cake artist until you find that voice that you say, this is me. This is me. Now, in the next sec next segment, I will talk a little bit more about how to build an online presence. And today's episode is brought to you by Saracino. Not only because I use their products, especially their sugar paste uh, modeling products uh, called Pasta Model that I use for all my collaboration and competition pieces, but also with their free monthly magazine, We Love Pastry, a magazine filled with absolutely incredible, easy to follow and unique tutorials created by very talented artists from around the, the world. We have interested interviews and blogs, and there are always ways to win products from the Saracino family. You can download it for free every month and I will be leaving the links to their webpage so you can 
Enjoy this great magazine every month. Thank you, Saracino, and thank you, We Love Pastry Monthly Magazine, for being part of the Art K Coach Podcast. So, of course, when we think about marketing and marketing on social media, we think about building an online presence. And it has to be with everything that we mentioned before, right? It has to be with the branding. It has to... It has to do, it's related to understanding your target audience. It has to do with all of the things that I mentioned to you before. But there are two things that go for me, kind of hand to hand. I first decided to make it into two different segments, but I think I'm going to resume it in one. That is not only uh, building that online presence, but using that online presence as an effective marketing channel. Uh, let's start with the online presence. What is online presence? Is to set your mark or your footprint on uh, online, and it can be made in many different ways. Because when we think about this, we think it's only social media, but no, there are web pages, blogs, um, YouTube videos, uh, Pinterest. Um, you name it. I mean, a podcast, you can set an online presence in many different platforms. So it's not about the platforms. It's about one little detail that I've been telling you for a long time, consistency. Doesn't matter what you choose to do or where you choose to do it or to post it. If it's either you decide to have your own website and not to go social media and you decide to have a YouTube channel or you decide to go all social media and not having a website. However, I recommend always to have your own website because that is your territory. Social media is not our own. It's not owned by us. So um, if one day Facebook decides it or Instagram decides that your content is not cohesive with whatever they're thinking that day, they can take it away from you. And uh, I always recommend to have your own website or a blog or something that is yours, that is not depending on another platform. It's yours because you you pay for a host and you pay for, um, for a link to have and um, you have your .com or whatever it is that you need, your URL that is yours, just yours, and you can publish there whatever you want, whenever you want to. But not talking about websites today. That could be, I'm thinking about a lot of topics for <laughs> for the podcast, but not thinking about websites today. The important things, the important thing about building a compelling online presence is consistency. Consistency means that doesn't mean that you have to be there every single day. Like the other day, I heard somebody saying that you have to post three to four times a day, even though I use scheduling apps to post, I will not be posting three to four times a day unless I have a specific purpose to do so. But no, I don't. Um, however, there are things that you can do to take the most advantage of your social media platform um, and to be consistent. What is to be consistent? To be consistent is to, first of all, be true with yourself of how many times a week or a month or a day, if you want to, you can post. You're able to post. I always say this in every single episode. We are cake artists. We are not content creators. It happens to that we need the content to 
post on social media, but we are not just content creators. So if we spend most of our time just creating content for online, we're neglecting our business and we are cake artists and we need to take care of our business. If you're doing all of this by yourself, again, because if you have help, good for you, go ahead and hire a content creator and let the ones that know do everything for you. That will be awesome. But if you don't, like I say, if you're a solopreneur, just take in consideration, be honest with yourself. How many times a week can you post? If it's one time a week, it's going to be one time a week, but every single week that day at that hour, you're going to post this podcast is posted every single week on Tuesdays. I think a couple of weeks that I missed the Tuesday and it had to be done on a Wednesday and I felt horrible about it, but it's, it's there. I didn't miss the week. Um, and the, it's, it's little by little. It's, uh, it's, it's the work of one foot in front of the other, but you'll see results when you are consistent. Cake Friends Stay Creative is another example of how much consistency can build and grow a community and create uh, everything from uh, understanding the mission, my target audience, um, building a strong community, building a strong foundation. Everything is due to consistency. Like I said, there are some tips on utilizing social media platforms effectively that I can share with you here, including uh, content creation, what to tailor to be on your social media, engagement with your followers. We mentioned this before. It's a two way conversation It's not just posting, 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 and just leave it out of luck to luck. Okay. It's, you have to have that conversation with your followers. And of course there are the hashtags, the trends and everything else. But if we go to the core of it, there are very specific things you need to take into consideration. First, you need to have a clear purpose of what do you want online? What do you want to achieve online? Is it, and there are other episodes here. You can go back to episodes on social media. You can go back. I can mention it to you. We had episodes about, let me tell you, I have my list here. Um, understanding uh, social media, uh, having a social media plan. All of these episodes I mentioned about the goal and the purpose. It's very important to have a clear purpose of what you want on social media. I can resume it for you. It can be um, it can be from building a community to selling to growing your following to um, reaching out to specific amount of people to just sharing content. The purpose could be different. It's not the same for everyone. Like I mentioned here before, my purpose is not to collect followers by millions is to serve the people that is in my following. It's a different purpose. You can have, you can be focused on growing your following and it's great, but you have to have it clear because that's what's going to tailor everything else, your message, your content and everything else. Consistency. I cannot, I mean, I cannot talk about this enough consistency, but the consistency that you're able to maintain, not you have to do it every single day, three times. No, if you can once a week, it has to be once a week. If you can compromise to three times a week, it has to be three times a week, but be consistent. 
choosing the right platform for you. You do not have to be in all platforms at the same time. You can choose just one, focus on that one. And how do you choose it? Think about your target audience. See why it's important to know about your target audience. Think about your target audience. Think about your customer, your ideal customer. Where is this person? Where does this person hang out? Is it on TikTok? Is it on Instagram? Is it on Facebook? Is it on LinkedIn? Where do they hang out? And that's where you're going to focus. Um, I mentioned this before. I do not own a TikTok account. My audience is not on TikTok, as far as I know. My main audience and my main follower followings are on Facebook first and foremost, and second on Instagram. So that's where I am being focused. That's it. Plan and schedule very important if you want to maintain that consistency and if you don't want to get crazy in the middle of this process and go nuts and overwork and be stressed about that is very important to plan your content and to scheduling to the days that you want to share them there are apps for that or you can just schedule it on your agenda and that day you take five minutes and you post it because the content is already done so there are ways to do that i have classes on this i can help you with the coaching uh, sessions with this but it's important to plan and to schedule your content on social media engage with your audience very very important like i mentioned before it's a conversation it's not a monologue you need to talk to your audience and to your community you need to ask them you need to keep them uh informed and entertained but you also need to know what they want from you I do this on cake friends stay creative i ask you questions here if you don't know and you're listening this episode on Spotify, there are questions at the end of the episode that you can answer. You can send me your answer directly and I can talk to you. So it's important to keep that communication. And something that some people who are not planning well on social media and keep complaining that they don't know why their po their posts are not happening or not being viral or that people just get lost and they just don't do anything most of them lack a call to action a call to action is a little message a little button um, a little hint of what do you want your audience to do with what you have given them at the end of each episode here i give you all the information so you can book a discovery call with me because that's where i want you to come I'm giving you all of this because I want to help you and I cannot help you unless you reach to me. When you reach out to me, I can sit down with you, we can chat, we can figure it out if we can work together, first of all, if I can help you and if I can help you, how to help you. But that's not going to happen unless we sit down and talk. What do I do at the end of this episode, of each one of my episodes? I talk to you and tell you, this is my social media, here's where you can find me and book a discovery call because that's the way I can help you. That's a call to action. Sometimes on Facebook and on Instagram, you have a button underneath that says, um, learn more or book, uh, book something or buy now. All of this is a call to action, but make sure if you don't have any button and if you don't have any link, at least tell your audience what you want from them in the post. Uh, give me a review of the post. Uh, give me a heart or an emoji. Share it with a friend. Uh, tell me your opinion. What do you want your audience to do? And of course, 
the other part of this segment that I it was actually two segments, but that I want to blend together is that your presence online is not only on social media. Your presence online can be um can be placed in many um in many platforms and in many ways. Okay, we mentioned um the website, we mentioned social media, we mentioned blogs, we mentioned videos, we mentioned many of the things. But why do I want all of this? Why do I want a compelling online presence? So I can use those tools to create my, my marketing um, strategy, okay? I can use my website, I can use my social media, I can use my email, I can use a lot of this online presence platforms to build an effective strategy for marketing my product. And this is another thing that a lot of us do not take in consideration. I didn't take it in consideration for a long time when I thought about marketing. And like I said, I, I don't know how many times I've said this, guys, but everything that I say here is because I've been there, done that, overcome it, and now I'm sharing it. For years and years, I was just post a cake, word of mouth, somebody will show up next week and ask me for a cake for many years. And what happened? It was constant. I kept getting clients because of the word of mouth um, marketing, because it's also marketing. We're going to talk about that one day. But actually, because there were not many people doing what I did back in the day. Now, when cake decorating became a big thing and everybody started to take classes on cake decoration and creating their own business from home, I started having a lot of competition. Competition is good. And I'm going to tell you what is good because it made me think at the time. It made me think like, oh, I need to do something. This is no Customers are not pouring in like they used to. That's when I started to teach. That's when I started to market. The thing is, I didn't market much, but I did use my social media a lot. I didn't know what I was doing because I didn't have a strategy, but I did use my social media a lot in order, and I was consistent. That was basically it. Now, you can do, you can do other conscious ways of marketing using all of these channels, like social media advertisement, and that is paid advertisement. There is another world. I'm not going to go deep into that, but you know, there are ads that you can pay on Facebook and on Instagram. Don't go lightly about it. If you don't know how that works, ask for help. Um, I could do, like I said, another full episode about that. If you are not sure, because you have to be so specific, you have to know your target audience very well in order for that to work. Otherwise, you're just losing money. So uh, you can pay for social media advertisement, but it's not as easy as you can see on Facebook because they just tell you, just advertise this. Um, enhance the, the, the conversion by advertising this. You pay $20 or 20 euros for two days and you think you're going to have thousands of followers next day. And it doesn't work just like that. So take your time to study it or to look for help if you don't know. But there is a way, that is one of the ways you can advertise. Paid social media advertisement. Email marketing. Email marketing is something that for me, um, it started about, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago. I haven't done it 100% yet. 
I'm still thinking and learning about strategies, but I know it works because we can see our email is filled with advertisement every single day. An advertisement that we got ourselves into by liking a product or clicking on a freebie or wanting to download something and they ask you, can you leave us your email? We leave the email and then off. we keep receiving newsletter information about all of this people. But I know for sure that it works. We have very dear cake artists that use it. Anna Stoshkin is one example. She was here. She's still one of the most listened episodes here in the podcast. And she uses an impeccable email marketing um technique or revealed marketing campaign that I receive her newsletters every single day, every single week. I think it's weekly or bi-weekly. I'm not sure. Uh, but when I receive it, I just read it because it's good, because it's tailored, because it's uh, it has good content. And even though I do not work with wafer paper, I read every single detail because it's a good one. So email marketing works. That's another way of advertisement. Collaboration with complementary business. That's another way of advertising. I mentioned it before. If you do wedding cakes, get in touch with local venues, get in touch with wedding photographers, get in touch with the wedding planners, uh, because that way you are collaborating with businesses that are related to what you do. Participate in local events like fairs and uh, usually during the summer right now, there are a lot of fairs and, and get together where people can share their products and show their products, maybe have a taste. People can have a taste of their products uh, locally, and that is great for your local marketing. You can go to expositions, exhibitions like wedding expos or like Cake International. I mean, there are a lot of ways that you can advertise what you do and how you do it. One thing, you know, you don't need them all, okay? You don't need to do everything because, like I said before, we are cake artists. We are not marketing experts. We are not content creators. We do not have a marketing agency. Just choose one, stick to it, be consistent, and have a clear purpose on what you are doing. That's what I can say for you about this topic. Now, in the last segment, we're going to talk about your unique selling point, going a little bit backwards to what I was saying before, why you want to stand out. So keep listening, stay with me, and let's see what can we do to be unique. As your K-Coach, I am here to help you. If you want to go a little bit further in your journey, to organize your time, set clear goals, maybe teach, work on your mindset, or set a roadmap for results, especially for results and success, I am here for you. Why don't you book a free discovery call with me? I will be leaving the links here in this episode so we can chat, we can talk about what you really need, and we can see if we're a good fit for each other. Remember, I have just two, well, one mission in this cake world. First is to unite the K community as one and to make you, my K artist, my sweet friend, understand the importance of investing in you. Like I said, I will be leaving the links here in the description of this episode so you can book a 30 minutes free discovery call with me. And just remember, in case nobody said this to you today, I do appreciate you and I want you to stay safe and stay creative. Your unique selling point. This will be the last segment of this episode today. And what is it all about? Because you will think, oh, my unique selling point is 
something that makes me stand out from the competitive cake artist industry. I have to be different than everybody else. I have to, you know, go and I don't know, put my cakes upside down. Or what is it? I don't want to make you more stress. I don't want to give you another thing on top of everything that you have already on your plate as a cake artist. So don't look out there for your unique selling point. Look within about your unique selling point. So it's basically a characteristic that makes you you that makes your cakes your cakes, that makes you unique. And it can be many things. It can be flavor. It can be the look of the cake. It can be the price of the cake. And it doesn't necessarily has to be the cheapest one, okay? However, that could be a unique selling point. Uh, it could be the location that you work at. It could be that you deliver or not. It could be your expertise. There are many things that you can take into consideration when you think about what makes you unique for your client. What is the reason my client is looking for me? And one of the ways to build that bridge between you and your client is to create credibility for yourself and your business. How do you create credibility? By giving. Simple as that. Why do you think so many people are giving things for free nowadays? Why do you think a lot of people are telling you, come to this free uh, webinar and then they sell you their um, course or watch this free YouTube video and then I'll sell you my cake? Because what I'm trying to do, what they're trying to do is to build that credibility, show you that what I'm saying that I'm going to give you, I'm already giving you. Uh, what I'm saying that I can accomplish, I can prove that is accomplished. That's why giving or sharing knowledge or a freebie or a tutorial a video, help people, coach them. All of this is important to build that credit credibility within your audience, know your audience, know what they want from you, and finally find that uniqueness about you. If you don't know what is it, ask your audience. And there is a phase in the marketing funnel, um, let's say in the marketing funnel structure that is called the awareness phase. The awareness phase is when you are just um, educating your audience about your business. In this, in this phase, is perfect to find out who your target audience is and what your unique voice is. But remember, it's not a competition with others. You don't have to be different than others. You don't have to be uh, a competition within other cake artists in the industry. It's always about you. So look within yourself to find it. Don't look out. Look, it's a conversation between you, your business, and your customer. That's it. You can build trust also through testimonials, asking testimonials from your clients um, by showing your achievements. If you have participated in collaborations, in uh, competitions, if you have awards, it's all going to depend on what your audience wants from you. I know for a fact, working with people from many different countries, that in some countries having diplomas and having achievements is way more important than, for example, a freebie or a live tutorial because that's what matters for them <clears throat> when in other cultures giving something for free matters more than how many awards you got so it's going to depend on your audience like i said very important value your clients there is an episode here called um 
sell, I think it's selling with love to your customers, go ahead and check it out. Because when you value your clients, when they're important to you, they are going to make you unique. They're going to tell you what is unique about you. Um, another very important thing in order to build that uniqueness about you is to be open for your K community. When I mean your K community is not your customers only, it's your fellow cake artists. Be supportive of them as well. Work together, not against each other. I, I had an idea many years ago that was, um, I call it the, our cake artist phone book. Um, because we had something like that in, in school for the kids where we keep the phones of certain moms and dads that are usually available in case something happened or in case it's necessary for, for to go to the school or for a meeting or in case of an emergency. And uh, I have that with not too many, but at least two or three cake artists here where I live, that if I am busy, if I cannot take an order, I immediately refer to to another cake artist of my trust, a person that I know how it works, I know that they deliver, and I know that um, they're going to meet the expectations of my customers. And do not take that as, oh, they're gonna take away my clients. I'm gonna tell you is absolutely the opposite. They will come back to you because you, at the moment, you're not sending them to another cake artist in that moment you're helping them solve a problem so they will come back to you when they need a cake again or if that other what had happened to me is one of my best cake friends here Sophia I don't know if you're listening to this um she is my go-to person when I cannot do a cake and now that I'm not doing a case deal I've received calls I send them to them to her and uh, she makes the most gorgeous cupcakes and everything this small, like cupcakes, little little um, little pies, little cookies, macarons, all of this is, I mean, she, she specializes in that and it's really good. And that's not my expertise. So what happened is sometimes my uh, customers ask me for the cake and they ask her for the rest of the things, or they like a flavor of her cake. So they ask her for the cake and I make the decoration because I like my decoration and we work together and it's fine. That's something that also you can do. And that's a unique selling point. Collaborating is also a unique selling point. Ask your customers for referrals, word of mouth, to talk about the goods and to let you know if there's any feedback that you need to improve. That will make you unique in the eyes of your customers. So let's sum it up to everything that we mentioned here today. Today, this episode was about marketing strategies for cake artists, but we went to the basics, of course. We went to the importance of the effective marketing to understand your target audience. We talked about branding. We talked about online presence, about marketing channels like email marketing, social media, about how to show, to show your unique selling point. But the most important thing is whatever you decide to use as a marketing technique, be you, have your own voice, do not copycat somebody else's because you think that's what works. Find what works for you and be consistent. That is, that is the base for a good marketing strategy. And don't be afraid to market your product. Don't be afraid to put it out there and try, just try. And if it doesn't work, it's not you. 
that marketing strategy was not for you. So you just change it because sometimes we just give up because we think, oh, this is, this is not working. This is not for me. I'm not going to, I'm going to stop using social media. Now, maybe you were using it in a way that it wasn't productive for you. Try a different approach. Maybe it's not that platform. Maybe it's another one. Just keep trying. When it doesn't work, it doesn't mean that you are not working as a cake artist. It means that the strategy that you're using is not for you. That's it. And with this, I leave you for today. I cannot believe it's been a long episode. I'm sorry, but I just wanted to give you as much information as I could. Um, stick with me during the month of August. I will be on holidays for a few weeks, but I will leave episodes recorded for you because I don't want to leave you hanging in the month of August. And let's wait for the first week of September because guess what? It's my birthday and we're going to have a special giveaway here in the RK Coach Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here today. And as always, my sweet, sweet friends, stay safe and stay creative. See you next time. My sweet, sweet friend, if you like this episode, if you love this podcast, I will kindly, kindly ask you to leave me a started review, whatever you're listening to this episode that is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and I think a couple of other ones, but in any of those, just leave me a review, leave me a couple of stars or five stars if you like it. <laughs> so people will find this episode, the algorithm would put it out there and more of our K community will benefit from it share it with your friends download the episode and share them uh, share them on your social media and tag me because i will answer you back of course i will and uh, send me comments send me your review tell me your feedback even if you don't agree with anything that i say i would love to hear your opinion you can find me in any of my social media accounts i will be leaving the links here on this episode description i'm on facebook as the art cake experience i am on instagram at christina underscore the art cake experience or you can even find me on youtube my youtube channel the art cake experience channel so thank you so much for listening and please, please, please leave me your review and leave me your comments and your feedback. I would love to hear what you have to say about any of this episode.